0: Hi, everyone, Patrick and Matt here uh, for the Road to Freedom podcast, and we're continuing our discussion today on the non-aggression principles that it relates to education. As always, you can check out our podcast on a myriad of different outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, Google Play, um, feel free to uh, leave a review, comments, uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we started a group for any uh, group discussions on this uh, or any other topics we've covered or uh, should cover. So we'd love to see you at the Road to Freedom podcast Facebook page, and we're also on Twitter. So here's our part two discussion of the non-aggression principle as it relates to education. Well, let's talk about how this applies to the non-aggression principle. So, yep, all, all these are scary. What the non-aggression pr- principle tells us is not to use f- force or the threat of force against people or property. Well, immediately with public education, we're having good people coming in, stealing money from other people, and saying we need to do this to um, educate the the populace. They don't. The the only say that they have in how it's spent is if you get on a school board, or you can um, have a school board listen to you. But the, uh, there was a. Uh, th- th- there's no. There's no means by which you can say that you have a direct impact upon a person. You know, so if you, if you fund education for, uh, uh you know, y- your child through through homeschool means, let's say, um, you see, the direct benefit from that from that one person, um. But that's through a voluntary means. Uh, your, the the child is getting um, direct one-on-one education they're able to learn at their pace um, anyway that's outside the non-aggression principle but then you are forcing children and and parents to be in a school district that might be failing uh, you're forcing integration on on people because the Supreme Court says that uh, uh, that having segregated schools is bad and I'm not just talking racial here uh, we're talking about uh, and, and, I mean you have busing programs where people are bused from outside areas because they don't have the the right racial makeup. But, I mean, it can also be said for um, uh, boys and girls. How come there are solely only boys and girls private schools? Well, it seems to me that uh, the sexes learn differently. Again, not all. But if they learn differently and succeed in those areas, you know, why are we still putting people together uh, grouped by, you know, a diversity of people? Um, You know, wouldn't it make sense... Uh hey uh you know me and Johnny learn uh math at the same rate so we should go in this class here that teaches at an accelerated rate where uh, you know Susie and and Billy they learn at a slower rate but they're really good in English so they should go at an accelerated rate in this class but no it's it there's no there's no teaching to the student it's teaching to the class so you're being forced into a collective right off the bat
1: Yeah and one thing our area is nice because we actually are one of the places that has like school of choice. So, you know, if you live outside of one school's district, you can choose to go to the other one. I'm not sure how the bus system works with that. Your parents might have to like take you, but, um, but there's a lot of places around the United States that you don't have that choice. Like you, you live in that district, you have to go to that school. And if you don't want to, your parents have to buy a a new house.
0: Right. yeah uh, there's a new story where, where uh, uh, people get arrested for having uh, an apartment uh, in the school district that they want to send their kids to, but they don't live there long enough and so it becomes fraud because you're you're stealing from the taxpayers by sending your kid to a non-failing school system. So we're gonna throw you in, in, in a cage and uh, subject you to uh, you know uh, government uh, um, uh, slavery because you tried to cheat the system. Well, you know, it's, well, it's and that's pe- a... people who are trying to get out of a bad system, and you're not letting them. I mean, if if that's not yeah, and... uh, co- co-opting slavery. Yeah, if you
1: think about it, too, the so it's people that have, like, a house in one district, but they're renting an apartment in another district. So they're, they're paying taxes in both districts. So how can you get off saying that they're stealing from somebody? If anything, not only are they giving money, tax paying money to the, well, being forced to pay tax money Uh, to the district they want to get out of. They're also paying taxes in the district that they want their kid to go into. Yeah,
0: Well, this is why vouchers... It not
1: matter on how long they live.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is why vouchers always have um, a a negative uh, thought uh, from from the administration. Because when you're taking, uh, you know, was it uh, 10,500 per student on national average, and you're saying, okay, you can go to a different um, school system or you can take that money and it follows the student, uh, well, then they're not able to utilize that within their district. So if we have this idea, grand idea, like, okay, you know, uh, you have 10 people on your block. uh, One person has uh, a a child, and uh, they deserve free education, uh, which isn't free, by the way. Um, So you uh, take the money from from nine out of those 10 people. You do take the 10th person, but they're paying paying a direct um, access fee as well. and you're saying uh, you're doing it for the 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 sake of that child that lives in your area. Well, as long as they go into a school system that we approve of, but if they go outside that school system, then the money can't follow them because then we're we're losing money. And the the, the, the you know you always hear like oh these are failing schools these are failing schools. Uh, you know we need you know more government money we need more uh, you know uh, uh, raising taxes we need to incentivize teachers to come in if they're failing you know uh to 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 quote the best rocky movie if he dies he dies you know let him die let him fail The, the the very fact that we we have this top down mentality where we we think that uh education flows from a federal level down to the states you know the people who always uh um chide uh, Republicans and conservative people for for trickle-down ec- economics this is trickle-down education you, you have a system set up by the founders to have uh, you know right now 50 independent experimentation centers and and that's just on a state level let's let's you know break it down even more to to a county level you have 60,000 different, you know uh, laboratories where you can conduct experimentation. Where hey, uh, maybe Common Core is the best way to teach math. Uh, let let's do it in in some of these areas. Let's let's you know take a, a, a more traditional route in some, and let's come together and say here's the best education system. But no, it's not done like that. Common Core is directed by the feds. It comes down or No Child Left Behind. It it, it trickles down into the states. The states force the the other districts to pay. Or to, 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 to play, pay to play, and they get money, or they if they don't um, incorporate it, then they lose out on it, and um, you know the the people in power don't get reelected or reappointed because they don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy that they wouldn't almost do it scientifically, where you know, if you, like you said, you have all these quote unquote laboratories, these schools that you could try it out in, but but no one person. Or a group of people up in the federal level was like, you know what? Common core math is going to be the best thing. Yeah. Where I've got uh, my cousins were telling me the other day when I was talking to them that they can't even help their kids with math anymore because they're all getting taught this this way. And as they put it, you know, you're you're taking 10 extra steps to find the same answer. That's just how they put it. Uh, I haven't really tried Common Core because I don't need to, and it looks stupid.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and you know, maybe there's some benefit, but maybe there's a benefit for, for three kids out of you know six million people. Well, would that be good for the three million kids? Well, sure, absolutely. But there's no there's no way to do testing if if we're supposedly this this civilized nation uh, where we're serious about science and and you know uh, we chide anyone who who questions the the scientific standing theory uh which is crazy to me um you know why why aren't yeah why aren't we doing testing oh because because you shouldn't test with with children's future well okay if if you can tell me that the way that you're educating people today is the best possible way that we could do it then then okay you know there would be if if you educated people today and they were able to do, you know, high-level math. They knew the the areas of science that uh, that would would uh, progress um, the species. If you had people writing tomes on the English language and able to crit- uh, critique um, literature from Shakespeare, uh, if you had people who were able to to create Frankenstein monsters because of their uh, vast understanding of biology, then okay. Like, I would have a harder time, you know making my point that, you know, a utilitarian point and saying, well, you know, yeah, it's still theft, but man, look at the kids coming out of the public education system. But that's that's not the case. So we're just okay to say, well, you know, let's try nothing and we'll see if that continues on. Um, society has progressed. Or it, it's not progressed. It's changed. Uh, society has changed. technology has come in um, and you see uh, a response to that in the marketplace. So in a private way, here's all the alternatives that I could find. You have private education. You have alternative ed, which is like, uh, you know, for those people who who don't get classroom settings, maybe, um, you know, it's a different quadrant of learning. There are four main quadrants of learning, and we only teach in uh, uh, predominantly uh, public edu- traditional public education, um, one of the four quadrants. But maybe you're better with your hands, so you learn to take apart an engine really well and put it back together or, you know, Uh, drafting is your thing, or whatever it might be. That's what uh, alternative education is. Uh, There's homeschooling. There's unschooling. You can have a co-op. Khan Academy, which is 100% privately funded by rich people to give free education to people. Uh, You have boarding schools. You have charter schools. You have magnet schools, military schools, online education, Montessori uh, education. All these things are coming about because the, the public education system there there needs to be a, a a different means so like the us postal system why is there fedex and um you know uh, all, all the different uh, uh carriers that that have arisen well it's to try and uh overtake a, a market that ha- uh is, is failing or isn't doing the best job in in society and of course exactly like the um us postal system uh only usps can carry first class mail They have a monopoly on on mail. That might not mean too much anymore um, because not everyone, you know, when's the last time you got a letter from not a bill or, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, an ad. But we're still making people give up their money for an education system where uh, politicians um, talk about uh, reform, aka putting more money into it, or you have... Um, teachers unions who are wanting more money. Like here, here in Kalamazoo, they just applauded giving every teacher $40,000 per year, which, you know, I think is an, pretty low, too. I mean, I, for, for, for what they have to go through, like I can understand why teachers want more money. But at the same time, uh, the government has put a, a, a quantified uh, market price on your labor, and uh, here in Kalamazoo, it's barely forty thousand. But at the same time, you know, hey, uh, th- think back to that to that teacher the, to all those teachers that that were were instrumental to your your foundation. I mean, h- how many can you think of met that you can say like, oh, this teacher had an impact, or I learned really well from this teacher. Uh, a handful, you know. Yeah, a few. But but you know, th- think about that. You know. Who in your in your life, uh, a, f- a friend, a pastor, parents, uh, f- uh, your, your friends' parents, where they've had a, a big impact on on shaping and inspiring you? Uh, teachers tend to not always make that list when we say, "Think about the uh, the top five most influential people in your life." Uh, well, Miss Myers from eighth grade um, history, uh, you know, she, she was one for me, but at the same time, it. If you can, it's kind of the exception that proves the rule. It's like, oh, wow, that was a really good teacher. Well, shouldn't that be a case for a majority of them by now? I mean, we're all requiring master's degrees. We're all requiring, you know, all, all these different um, uh, continuing education creds. But my teacher for basic econ, which if I would have known today how much I should know about uh, e- the basic economy, um, I would have requested a a different teacher or something he was the worst teacher he would give out packets so that he wouldn't actually have to teach you would you would try and teach yourself um, complex ideas and once you've figured out that you could write the first couple answers as the real answers but then you could write gibberish uh, in in the middle of the packet and he would grade just the the top and bottom um, you know you were able to get out of your work and that's how you passed uh, basic econ in, in in my high school but yet when there was enough people that complained about him just as a person. Uh, you know, the principal would come in do an evaluation and that would be the one day he would teach. And, you know, this is, you know, uh, a single example, but in, uh, New York, you have, um, these things called rubber rooms where, uh, teachers who are, um, uh, failing or they might have disciplinary issues or they might've touched kids. Um, they're, they're paid, you know, uh, um, millions of dollars to, to just sit in and be paid to sleep um, there's a New York Post article uh, from 2016 that you know uh, talks about how uh, an estimated 200 to 400 uh, teachers get paid while awaiting disciplinary hearings their salaries total 15 million to 20 million dollars per year um, and that's just the the hold that um, teachers unions have because you you can't fire them uh, you have to go through this hugely complex multi-purpose stage um you there there's no way to just say this person isn't isn't working out. they're fired once you hire that person uh you know they're they're pretty much in
1: yeah, and like you were saying how getting getting like a teacher who just doesn't teach anymore a bad teacher down the road should just be open people's eyes enough that this is a teacher who's gone through secondary education to at least get their bachelor's, maybe even a master's, and now they're teaching. And they suck and don't know that right. much. that should show you how flawed our school system really is. Like, high school is something that's supposed to get you ready for the real world, because secondary school is an option. You're not, you're required, you know, forcibly mm-hmm. to um, to go to high school, but you're not required to go to secondary education. And so, high school needs to be the thing that gets you ready for the world. And high school does not get you ready for anything. It's just, like, I, I mean, it doesn't. They need to have, you know check writings classes and there's kids who don't even know what checks are nowadays. Uh, there's, they need to have, you know, more, more economic things, more just real world classes. You know, yeah. And making sure people can read is a big
0: thing too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And we stick them in these classes. We, we give them, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet and you say there, that the, there's, there's the English language. Love it. Um, I took a a um, college writing class in high school. so I think it was my it was either my junior or senior year. and we had to read a book and do uh, a, a, a chapter book. We had to read a book and do questions based on the book from a fifth grade reading level. And I, I you know me being the petulant little child that I was, stood up and you know I questioned the teacher and was like, why are we reading such a infantile book? It was it was so stupid. It was about about this kid playing baseball, and you know, obviously the, the, that that was super interesting to me. Um, but she was like, "Well, you know, not everyone can read at a at, at a uh, uh, higher grade level, but a fifth grade reading level one for college writing." I'm like, "This is this is ridiculous." But then I think it was karma to to hit me back because then we had to read *Wuthering Heights*, uh, which is one of the books that if i could burn any classic literature i would i would and just throw all copies of weathering heights into the sun including the le- electronic ones but it, so that class yeah. I, I mean i, I like the teacher the teacher was nice but the the it was insane i i i could advance this, like she gave enough of the the um assignments out that i finished it within a week and a half just in class for for that stupid baseball book it was it was insane yeah well, and and here, here's Funny thing about uh, well, it, teachers. You're you're right that they, they, they have a a bachelor's or a master's degree. But what is it in? It's in education. It's not in. Here's how to teach economics. Here's how to teach math. Here's how to teach you know history. Um, here's uh, different ideas on on how to teach these specific categories. It's well, we need a teacher who teaches you know history. So we're going to hire you based on your public education degree and you kind of have to teach yourself how to teach other people this specific category but you go into college and you know dr pence from from western michigan that man worked for jpl he he had articles under his name he knew he, he knew every single graphing calculator and all its tricks and he had all the little peripherals uh, including a thing that you connected to a TI-86 you know, that, that measured the boiling temperature of water that would, that would graph it. I mean, like this guy, I mean, to, to say he was a genius, uh, you know, it hurts other geniuses. Um, but I took I, I'm, any, class that, any math class that I could take with him, I, I did, because he, he knew the subject and he knew how to teach. But we don't do that with, with high school students.
1: Yeah. Funny thing about college writing, I took that my senior year, too. And uh, what were we, we were taught like APA format or something like oh, that. Yeah. Or MLA. First thing, first college course I have that I have like major papers written, formatting, we learned Chicago. <laughs> Never learned that in high school at all, but that's what this teacher liked. Uh,
0: yeah. But, so, um, so we need an authoritative uh, 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 czar to come in to, to make everyone do the same type of... of- uh, format. Yeah, I heard it works well in Russia. <laughs> yeah. Um, no,
1: going off the like the teachers where you just yeah you get a, a person with a general education degree, but throughout a general I'm not sure, but do they even teach, you know, people skills and 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 better ways to teach kids in college to these people that would be teachers? That's what you think. That's what you think would be a major focus for kids that are like. I want to go to college and I want to be a teacher. Eventually you think at some point they would take, they obviously should take public speaking courses and also, Hey, look, here's, you know, how to interact with people or here's a, different types of people. I don't know if there's a course out there. Yeah. And different types. Like there would be, instead of just, Oh, well, you've taken a lot of history, English and math classes. Now you've got your general education, go be a teacher. It's like, well, you know, you haven't really, you've learned basic math and, and all that kind of stuff, but have you, you weren't specialized in an area and you don't even know how to teach people. Like you got, there's, I mean, college kids, and it, that's the sad part is college kids will like intern or, or whatever with at schools and be kind of attached to a certain teacher. And they're, they're only as good as their teacher sometimes where they could get placed with a teacher that just doesn't match their It's just a whole flawed system. Right.
0: Well, it, again, you're, you're teaching to a group. You're not teaching to individuals. And, there, yeah there are people that break away from that but you know a lesson plan you're designing a lesson plan for 30 to 40 kids you're not you're not um, you're not figuring out okay you know this person learns that that, that this rate with this style um, you know with with um, homeschooling homeschooling has an overabundance of curriculum that you can choose from and so y- you hop on message boards where where um, moms and some dads you know I always I, I always want to make sure to represent homeschool dads woo um, that that uh, you know are saying like oh you know what's the best curriculum and you have like thirty options that they give you uh, which is great so if one thing doesn't work for a child you get rid of it you're out you know hundred bucks or whatever it was or you know pr- probably not even that much there's probably sample stuff that you can do and you find one that works for you and you purchase the packet and um, you you do it there or you know um, Khan Academy again is a, a great one there's 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 um, so many online opportunities to, to learn through different means where it benefits the individual rather than the collective. And this, this going back to Dewey, it's this type to do away with the individual. We have to um, force everyone in the same uh, age group uh, to, to come together and learn at the same rate and with the same thing. And it's, it's been failing to meet any standard um and it uh, seems to be uh decreasing in in what kids are supposed to be getting out of it
1: yeah it seems like Dewey the only thing he did right was the Dewey decimal system oh
0: yeah i mean we don't you know how to use the Dewey decimal system by now
1: yeah i do at least <laughs> and also even if you don't know how to use it then you go to the public library and you
0: get the number it's way easier to find <laughs> Well, so thank so, you for so, that. Dewey. So grouping books together is good. Grouping kids together, not so good. Yeah, grouping
1: books is fine. Inanimate objects grouped together can be good. Yeah. Children, not so
0: much. Oh man, we're gonna have to split this episode up. <laughs> uh, do we want to yeah. talk about college?
1: I mean, do I do I know enough about the college stuff? I mean,
0: here's here's I mean, here's uh, an article I found. Uh, class of twenty seventeen graduates uh, have. $39,400 on average of debt, which is up from the previous year. Uh, Americans owe $1.48 trillion in student loan debt, spread among about 44 million borrowers, and that's about $620 billion more than the total U.S. credit card debt. Uh, so when we talk about college, uh, obviously price is a factor, um, but with okay. guaranteed government loans, uh, you have colleges knowing what the government gives out, and so raises tuition based on what uh the college what the the federal government or what the the government guarantees um so that's why we are having this bubble and it is a bubble because it's it's going to burst uh and it's a bubble where you know uh you you get into credit card debt or you start a business and the business goes belly up well you declare bankruptcy uh and you say you know hey i need to be reset. Uh, and and you, your credit takes a hit and you have a hard time for about seven years and then you're reset to um, okay standing or at least good standing. Uh, that's not the case with student, student debt. You can't file bankruptcy from student debt. So you can be kind of a perpetual student as long as you're continuing to take money after money after money until whatever system uh, forces you to, to stop doing it. So that's why you can have, you know, the feminist arts degree who takes $125,000 out in debt and has a, a doctorate in feminist art, um, you know, is, is that really the best use of that money? No. Nope.
1: Yeah. Good luck paying those loans back with that.
0: Job. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with doctors and we can say, you know, d- doctors r- probably require schooling. If, if you look at like the hard sciences, engineering, um, uh, uh, you know, the medical field, the things that are not the, the social, um, the social schools, uh, you could probably say, yep, okay, a formalized education system is appropriate for you. but uh, same thing with doctors. Uh, you know you you have to go to school for double double the time. Well, what if you just want to be a, a, a general person that you know is as is a home doctor? well unfortunately uh, the, the the government has regulated um, doctors that that require licensing and so you can't be you know that that doctor with a, a leather bag who goes around um, you know, uh, going from house to house, making home calls in the in the middle of the the uh, the, the farm to to treat uh, Billy for appendicitis uh, to, or to diagnose him for appendicitis, so you can go to a hospital, or you know a mule kicks him in the chest, and so you can help him out there. Um, there's 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 more than just uh, what the school provides. It's also the federal government guaranteeing loans from people who you know if you're 17, you're not even allowed to be trusted to, to drink yet. But here, uh, to, you know, take out eighty thousand dollars in debt that you are forced to pay back, um, with with an education that y- you might not use, or that that um, that job that you are going for might be replaced by um, by robots or might go away. You know, uh, the the people who were making uh, horse drawn carriages in the nineteen hundreds um, uh, had to uh, um, waste all that education. Um, to To uh, make the horseless carriage, so hopefully they were able to transition to uh, the Ford plant, where they were making way better money that way.
1: Yeah, and the crazy thing about a lot of these colleges is, um, I was—I mean, I remember when I was looking up stuff for Western here in town. The the tuition slowly got more expensive the farther you went into school. I don't—I can't remember if it got cheaper once you hit masters, but you know. Freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year of, uh, of you know, just a bachelor's degree. You started cheap as a freshman and you slowly got more expensive as you went on, which seems like why, why wouldn't they just leave it? Are, are you really needing that much more schooling or you know more I don't, what are you needing more of that you have to pay more expensive? And if you were gonna make tuition flip like that, wouldn't you make it the other way around where like freshmen pay like $1,000 dollars more? And incentive like i'm not saying to incentivize it but you know it would go cheaper the longer you've been there that's how most things work yeah but they they raise it when when in reality like think about it though what what are you doing more like you let's say you're just you're taking your your normal like 14 credit hours a semester why am i having to pay more as a as a senior than a freshman is when we're taking yeah maybe i'm taking more advanced classes but is that teacher really that much higher paid and than the other teacher yeah or like, why am i paying more because i a freshman
0: yeah or, or, or you're getting the uh teacher aid to come in who's um you know can't speak english but you're supposed to be learning how to uh titrate uh dangerous chemicals uh from someone you can't understand yeah yeah uh and there you have the government involved too you they're they're public schools who um you know you're, your tax money is going towards to, to prop up, and some of them hold just an insane amount of land. Like here in in Kalamazoo, Western Michigan holds more land than than any other business out there. Uh, but you know it's it's Western, so it it has the uh, ability to uh, to utilize tax money and and tuition to to make claims on on property.
1: Yeah, and Western. Don't even get me started. On that. <laughs> Well you know and
0: hey. and and in college you know you if 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 now the requirement is to have people uh, who start jobs to have a bachelor's degree well then your the bachelor's degree that you had you know 20 years ago is devalued uh, it, it you, it's has shrunk in in demand and if if uh the bachelor's degree becomes the high school diploma um you know there there's no there's really no benefit for you to to stand out um if if uh you know becoming a uh, a janitor requires a bachelor's degree in janitorial services um you know that 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 devalues the the education rate um that that people before have paid so um, when people talk about, uh, uh, college education back in the day versus today, uh, it was worth a lot more back then than it was now. And, you know, what were, what were colleges back in the day? Well, it was for, um, people to advance, especially in, in, um, in religious studies. Uh, it, it only later took on this, this kind of, uh, general education purpose where now you're, Pretty much required to go. But, you know, not everyone should go to college. In fact, if if the kids that I have decide that they don't want to do college but want to be welders um, or wants to study under a different type of education system, I think that's where it's going. I think it's – people are seeing the bubble coming. They're, it's starting to probably rupture soon. And once colleges go down, um, you know, what, what does that say? People not need education anymore? Well, no. It's just – you know, with the advancement of technology, you're having different types of education system comes in. Like, uh, you know, I do uh, uh, computer uh, computer and video editing. Well, that was done just through coming alongside a person, learning about it. And now there's like six different websites that I can go to and learn how to do it. But I don't have a degree under it. So jobs that are looking for degrees are losing out on people who are self-taught or learn through a trade. Not all the time, but if, if your job requires that, then, um, you know, if with, without a, a degree, you're losing out on talent.
1: Yeah. And just just getting degrees in general, like that's what's the dumb thing is uh, the employers are buying into the bubble. And so many students are buying into this bubble of oh, I need this bachelor's degree when for like just this is just me uh, in my schooling is, you know, I was going to Western. I'm um, getting a criminal justice degree just a basic criminal justice degree with a, a minor in sociology so I meet with my counselor one day and I and I figure out because I went online figured out you know was trying to map out the rest of my uh, my years there and I asked my I'm like well what about this 24 I need a 24 extra credits to to mat match the, the 120 or 130 credits Western requires for you to graduate with a bachelor's degree well by the time I finish all my classes in my major, you know the thing I'm going to learn, criminal justice, and then my my minor, which they also forced me to have, was sociology. I finish all of those, and I finish my gen eds, which a lot of the gen eds are not needed, um, because high school should be your general education. There um, you go. I still had to take I still had to take 24 credits on top of doing all of their requirements already to meet their requirement to graduate. So they were going to make me do. Another two semesters of school and pay them. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're around six thousand a year right now, uh, without room and board and all that. So they're going to charge me another uh, twelve thousand dollars, roughly, to just take classes. And I asked the teacher or not the teacher I asked the counselor. I go, well, what kind of classes do you, do I need to take? She goes, any, <laughs> any class. I just needed credits. That's all I needed. So these schools, they they know they're able to get away with it because people are buying into. The fact that you need an education now. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, you know, and, if, and that's just if, not the if case. you're, if you're three years in and you have another year and then they add more classes on top of it, um, they know that you're kind of stuck while, well, you know, th- this is the past three years, uh, was that a wash and I don't have anything to show for it that, that slip of paper or, you know, do I go into more debt and take out more money and go to more classes and, st- and stay out of the workforce longer? Um, it's that, uh, that gambler's paradox where, well, you know, I'm already so far in the hole that I have to climb up from here by continuing to, to uh, possibly dig down further.
1: Yeah. And see, I don't know that just my one experience has kind of tainted college for me. Like I might finish my degree one day because I do have the GI bill. Thank you, taxpayers. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Yeah. Hey, I pay into it too. So I'm paying for part (laughs) of mine. But, uh, but I have that, and even I am like, you know, I was a junior, so I was, at, oh, I was at that three-year mark, had about a year and a half yeah. left. But
0: but hey, if you I if you become your own, to... if you become your own boss and start your own, you know, security company, you, you I mean, you don't need it. If, if you become successful, yeah, you and you could the... be that person that that says, you know, I went to college and it was worthless for me.
1: Yeah, I can I can require people to not have bachelor's degree to work. For there me. you go. Oh, you got a bachelor's degree? Sorry. I don't like your education. Right. You're unteachable now.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I'm just
1: ready for that bubble to finally
0: pop. Yeah, well, and, and and it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, look at all the things that have come out of college. I mean, the the socialist, uh, I, uh, Marxist teachers, um, and, you know, there are some, but I, I think we are seeing a drastic social change in college makeup that we haven't seen since probably the 60s. Um, You have, you know, Antifa and and all the people that hate freedom of speech. You have all these these anti-intellectual ideas that are coming out of the college. Uh, Maybe it's time for the system to burn down and for uh, the the market to uh, hiccup and re-regulate within itself what the proper role of uh, post-secondary education is in this this country. Uh, The only problem is uh, if unless if the the laws change, or um, Bernie Sanders bails out uh, those people who wanted to take feminist stance theory uh, for eight years, um, bails them out, uh, you, you know the people are still going to be left with pain. That that bubble it's going to burst, but you know there with, with the housing crisis bubble burst and then um, the the banks owned houses, so they actually had capital. Well, uh, college bubble burst and there's no unless you're going to own the person which we determined a long ago that that was illegal um there's no yep. th- there's nothing to incentivize a you know a a a, a detente between those who hold the debt and those who don't
1: yeah and it's crazy that that is the one debt that uh, isn't right erased with bankruptcy yeah well, it's like yeah you could have a million dollars racked up in this stuff but you know you've your $20,000 from you know two semesters at a college sorry that's never going away yeah.
0: all right a- anything else
1: that's about all i have for right. education i think so
0: uh, for our podcast we we uh, talk about you know having an impact on a local level so what what can be done well i th- i think the the biggest thing we can do is opt out of the current Mold, Um, you know. I'm I'm not going to discourage people from getting onto school boards and trying to defeat the system within. But I think if it's one of those things that people are going to have to just take a a direct uh, impact in their own child's education, remove them from the schools that are becoming, you know, homogenous that are becoming uh, more violent. Um, You know, if if you have if you have more homeschooling, the less likelihood of a school shooting occurring. Um, uh, that would just be, you know, domestic violence. But <laughs> having having you know uh, a a transition into uh, a homeschooling co op um, alternative schools, understanding that the current model that's been set up for 150 years or however long it's been uh, to get people jobs in factories or or, or you know in, in that type of old school thinking um isn't isn't the model that that is going to um advance us. Um we need to stop teaching to the group and start start teaching to the individual and I'm sorry, that's gonna require um sacrifice on parents to um take a direct impact into their their child's education experience. Um and I think if we have a, a large swell, especially in the libertarian movement, um, like you see in the at least for for the um, Christian parents that I know, um, every year um, there's more and more that come across the stage where we do student ded- dedication who uh, don't have a high school but are homeschooled, and you know this understanding that you know homeschooling while it does you can't be socialized in that. Well, there are enough co-ops happening around, especially in Kalamazoo here, um, where you can. Find uh, people of of all different shapes and sizes to, to come alongside your kid and socialize them, whatever that means. But why aren't we having a more direct say in um, how our our children are learning what they're learning? Like, think about history. Uh, how how was how was how was history taught to you? Well, you know, it was this president, then this president, then this president, or it was this war, this war, and this war. Like, think of where American history is is bifurcated for um, historic uh looking at the history of the united states it's always on the civil war and reconstruction but let's say that mcdonald's starts up a a school and comes into your neighborhood forces you at gunpoint to attend their their school and sits you down and tells you about the history as it relates to the the presence of of mcdonald's um over the the history i mean you you would call that indoctrination but here it's just well that's how you learn history I mean th- think about all the things you didn't learn in school that you're learning online through podcasts um, uh, through YouTube Documentaries. yeah uh, I, I mean how <laughs> how many times a month do we talk about the men who built america and you know this I love that documentary I just watched it again the, the you never that's the thing
1: you you hear about Rockefeller Carnegie uh J P Morgan and all of them and they're villainized Well yeah, yeah they're the they robber barons monopolies. Yeah they they which, there's a really good book called The Myth of the Robber Band," so. Yeah. And they didn't teach that much, but like, uh, um, or they, they, you know, they didn't treat their, their workers the best. But if it weren't for those, mainly three people, we, uh, America would be vastly different. Like, buildings were built with Carnegie Steel. Rockefeller lit every home before electricity. Uh, he, and then here's here's the thing about Rockefeller. Gas.
0: Rockefeller saved the whales. He saved the whales. Everyone is using yeah, whale blubber. They using blubber. Yeah, and he caused people at six o'clock at night when the sun went down and everyone was like, "Well, time to bed, I guess." He taught an entire generation to read because people were able to turn on his uh, what what he manufactured so that they could stay up longer and read. He caused literacy rates to skyrocket in the United States. It's amazing, but I've never heard that before ever.
1: Well, yeah, and something I just learned too, because after I watched the Man Who Built America, I saw a thing pop up for um, Carnegie. And by the way, everyone says Car- Carnegie. It's Carnegie. <laughs> Even his own great grandson keeps on saying. it. Well, it's clearly Carnegie. he's wrong.
0: But we've we've collectivized his name, yeah.
1: and it's Carnegie. But um, the thing that that he did is, you know, he did his steel mills. Yes, you know, his he, he worked his workers a lot and everything like that. But not only did he help build America, but once he sold his company for like 480 million dollars to J.P. Morgan, which is like hundreds of billions now. Um, he no one in the history has ever amassed a, a fortune as much as Andrew Carnegie. But he devoted his his life after he um, sold his company to peace. Like I watched an it was you know about how he actually tried to broker peace in Europe before World War One started. And how he, he, there's hundreds and hundreds of libraries around, or maybe even thousands of libraries around the whole world that he has, uh, you know, made and given money to, Uh, and it's just like I think out of his whole time he's given. They said he gave away to charities three hundred and twenty million dollars of his fortune. Well, like so, he gave away more than three quarters of his fortune to all these charities and to for peace and to like better people.
0: Right. Because as a, a because the, the worst thing for business owners who aren't in the military industrial complex to have happen is for millions of people's lives to be destroyed. And for, uh, for, for the normal everyday activities of the market to be interrupted by a giant war that is completely unnecessary as world war one was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And is interesting because, uh, Carnegie, he got he was considered like the first defense contractor because of his steel was used to build um, the, the the U.S. Navy, uh, but he didn't like how it ended up, you know, with all the war and everything like that, and that's why he devoted a, his his later years to peace and like trying to stop it.
0: Yeah. So he, here's the deal: uh, you wouldn't have learned any of that in in school uh, unless you had that really good yeah. teacher that that cared about that stuff. But no, you learned about uh, you know the New Deal and how amazing the New Deal was and oh man if they didn't do anything more with the New Deal that would have been ten times worse or how necessary it was for uh, World War I to happen but you don't uh, there's, there's so much uh, unknown history that's out there or you have a rise of uh, revisionist history that's coming out like you know the Civil War was just about slavery really? was it? everyone in the South just supported slavery even though slaves and slave ownership was super low at the time of, of the Civil War or was it about states rights and the ability to, to nullify actions of the federal government and was you know Abraham this Abraham Lincoln this this uh, this pinnacle of a of, of paragon of, of virtue who who only wanted to, to help the enslaved folks or was he a tyrant who threw journalists in jail who uh, suspended the right of habeas corpus and who uh, uh, said I don't care what happens to uh, the the enslaved population. I just want to protect the union. I mean, those are things that you have to read about after the fact. Those aren't those aren't ideas that you're presented and you're not debating in class. You might have that in college, but college is the time where I I honestly think that that's where you're taught. You you have to teach yourself how to learn because you're presented with alternative theories and and different ideas. Like uh, criminal uh, justice um, class that was really good was. Um, the, the criminal theory, uh, the theories behind how crime happens. You know, I had a, a, a progressive Marxist professor who was really good, and him and I would uh, not argue, but we would discuss classical uh, theory of crime versus, you know, the class conflict theory of crime. Th- those were super helpful for me in learning the different types of, of um, situations that result in crime. But you don't get that. You just get, uh, you know, uh, somehow... The, the mafia just arose and took power and it was really violent and oh, they got into alcohol. Or is it because uh, the government, you know, uh, had a, a monopoly on, on alcohol and prohibition and it caused the rise of a black market to uh, pop up and fulfill a need of people who, uh, who wanted the freedom to engage in alcoholic drink. I mean, all these things are suppressed. They're, they're not discussed. And if you as a teacher discuss them um, and not following the, the, the game plan, um, you know, your, your job, you might not have that job. You might have to go to, you know, a, a private school if, if you can find one. But to all this to say, the non-aggression principle says not to do violence against people or their property. Public education does violence to the people who are paying for it. It's done violence uh, at the point of a gun. To people who, who are, are the children of it. Um, the, it. It affects everybody in the process. And we need to realize that it's not the, 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 the way to carry out education is not through the point of a gun, it's through experimentation, it's through teaching to the individual rather than to the group, and to, to stop politicizing um, how people grow and develop into individuals through their education. All right. Yeah. Well, any anything else? We're at uh, an hour and a half here, so I'm I'm. If you're listening to this episode, uh, it's been split into two because uh, we definitely don't want you to have to listen to us rant and rave for uh, ninety minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, this is uh, the the Road to Freedom podcast, and uh, we're here to say, uh, live r- radically and live free,
1: and privatize it.
0: Amen.